0: Good morning, y'all. Thanks for joining and getting ready with E. If this is your first time listening, I am E, and I am on a mission to help simplify the dialogue and rationalize the notion that even death requires planning. Please be aware that this information is general in nature and is not to be construed as or a substitute for legal advice. Now, we all differ on what happens after we die. But Lewis C.K. said it best. Quote, lots of things happen after you die, they just don't involve you, End quote. But what does involve you is doing your due diligence now to ensure that the ones you leave behind don't have to struggle to sort out your affairs and wishes. So let's get into it. Oh, one more thing before we get started happy new year and please be the best and most authentic version of you possible since we are in the first month of the gregorian calendar welcome to season two of get ready with e a passing dialogue i thought we'd start off with something nice and easy what's nicer and easier than statistics from my favorite public opinion poller Pew research center In 96% of households, at least one person had a financial account, such as a checking or savings account. And 60% of U.S. households had at least one person with a retirement account. And this data is from 2021. So we're not storing our money under the mattress as much and the advantages and disadvantages of doing so are a discussion for another time. So back to these accounts, specifically a savings account. In June of 1849, William Witzel had an account at Greenwich Savings Bank. Yes, this is a true story. No, it's not a math problem. Upon depositing $500 into the account, he wrote interest for Ann Witzel on his bank book, and this was sufficient for the 1800s. Ann, well, she was his sister. And upon William's passing, Ann, unaware of this account during William's lifetime, claimed against the depositor's administrator using the bank book as her evidence, and this led to one of the first American cases involving a trust account. In 1855, ultimately the judge ruled that, quote, I am of the opinion, therefore, that the sum remaining on deposit to the credit of the intestate interest for his sister at the time of his decease, together with all the subsequent accumulations of interest, should be paid over to her by the administrator. End quote. Then, in 1904, the deceased Fanny Laddin, well, she had some accounts at Irving Savings Institution and other various institutions. William H. B. Totten was the president of the Irving Savings Institution. Now, these accounts were either in her own name or listed as in her name with the addition of "trustee for or in trust for some named person, including her brother, Emile. Fanny died in 1900 intestate with over 30 accounts in seven different institutions. Emile survived her and is listed as the respondent in the matter of Totten. So, if you're thinking that name sounds familiar, it is whom the Totten trust is named after. The ruling in this case found that, quote, a deposit by one person of his own money in his own name as trustee for another, standing alone, does not establish an irrevocable trust during the lifetime of the depositor. It is a tentative trust merely revocable at will until the depositor dies, end quote. That was a fun history lesson, right? While everyone should do some estate planning, setting up the beneficiaries on your accounts at financial institutions is one of the easier things that you can do typically for free. Pernolo.com, regardless of what you call this arrangement, a Titan Trust, a revocable bank account trust, or a payable on death account, the result is the same. In majority of instances, this could keep your financial accounts out of probate. There are some considerations if the account is a joint account with the right of survivorship as the survivor could change the payable on death beneficiaries. Hopefully this is something you can review the next time you open your banking app, but in some instances you will have to visit a branch or call customer service to update the beneficiaries or set it up as a payable on death account. Now, Although this is one of the few parts of estate planning that you can do for little or no money or guidance, please be aware that there are some risks associated with DIY estate planning tasks. Lucia Legal lists 10 common estate planning mistakes, and I'll list the top five on their list. I'm sure you'll be shocked at item number five. Number one. Failure to leave any written documentation of your assets, including a list of your online accounts and passwords. Number two, number two, failure to let family members know where to find important estate planning documents. Number three, failure to name a guardian for minor children or choosing a guardian who lives far away. Number four, failure to name specific recipients for your family heirlooms. And number five, failure to designate beneficiaries for retirement and other financial accounts. I'll list their site in the episode's description. So as previously stated, this info is not a substitute for legal advice. And if you can find an attorney that you like and trust, please utilize them to help you and help guide you in your estate planning, because even death requires planning. You see what I did there? All right, that's all for today. Y'all know we close our dialogues with a quote from Arthur Ashe. Start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can.